We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect. There are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. You know, it's 12.02 right now. If they want to fire me at 12.05, I'll go home and find something to do. I'll have a good day. Welcome to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, sponsored by BetMGM and Owner's Box. It's Wednesday, December 23rd, 2020. Alex Baruthi here with Shannon McEwen and Ken K-Train-Kreitz on the line. Happy Holidays! Yeah, we're recording this podcast on Wednesday instead of Friday, since Friday is Christmas, and um, unfortunately, we have to spend time with our families instead of talking about pas- you know, basketball and doing the pod for uh, for an hour or two hours. Um, speaking of the podcast, you can find it on Spotify, Stitcher, Rotowire.com, even on YouTube now. Uh, all of our podcasts are in video form, and we would appreciate a nice review on that uh, today. After we talk about uh, the opening night in the NBA, we're going to get into early waiver wire targets. Um, We'll obviously learn some more 
about guys uh, from Wednesday onward. But uh, just for now, there I think there are some guys who went underdrafted. I think it's probably the best way to put it. Uh, but to kick things off, Nets versus Warriors last night was a complete blowout. Uh, Brooklyn 125, Golden State 99. I already feel bad for Steph Curry. Um, but as a fantasy, a rings. he's got a lot of rings and a pretty nice Under Armour contract. Very true. Uh, as a fantasy player, though, it's looking very good. Um, if any, if last night is, if his usage is any indication of what he'll have for the regular season, then he'll be, should be a top three, top five fantasy player. Easy. Um, James Wiseman also looks, I mean, he's an insane athlete. Um, definitely an NBA athlete. And I think there's a good chance he'll end up being the top rookie in fantasy. Um, what do you think, Shannon? Yeah, obviously getting the starting nod without appearing in a, a single preseason game uh, is a good good sign for, for anyone who drafted Wiseman. I have him in about 60% of my league, so I was extremely happy to see that. Uh, I like the way he performed. Um, you know, on, if you're on Twitter or social media, it's kind of funny because you see some pundits uh, – kind of poo-pooing how, how how good of a prospect he is or if he played well last night. But I thought he looked good. I'm with you, Alex. Uh, I thought he looked good. He, he's got some great athleticism for his size. Um, you know, he, he's able to step back and, and take those those deep shots as well. So, I you know, once, once he gets into the flow of it more, you know, even just reading into the Warriors as a whole, you've got Wiseman who they haven't played a game with yet. You know, yeah, you have some practices, maybe some scrimmages, but – but you haven't played a game with him yet, and he's your starting center. Uh, I'm not that worried about the Warriors yet. I want to see more of them. Um, and if more, if anything, it's just the the Nets are you know are are legit, and that shouldn't be a surprise when you have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving on your team. Uh, Weber was given a lot of helium to Wiseman last night uh, for being very aggressive with his shot. I thought he was. Very, very aggressive with his shot to a point where if I was a teammate, I might be a little upset. Zero assists from Wiseman in 24 minutes. I don't think we're in Eddie Curry territory yet, but uh, he clearly is going to shoot. He's clearly going to get a lot of minutes. It's not much of a bench they have in Golden State. Sure looks like the Warriors could could have used a longer offseason to figure out how they're going to get these new parts to work. Wiggins and Obre together on the floor looks a little messy. But, uh, Alex, what'd you like on the uh, Brooklyn side of things beyond the obvious Kyrie and uh, KD doing well? Uh, well, I like that Lavert in the blowout still played 25 minutes and he posted 20 points, nine rebounds, five assists, two steals of a block. Um, really seems like he is going to run that second unit. And as far as as far as Wiggins and Oubre, they, their percentages were awful, but the number of shots were good. Right. Wiggins took 16 shots. Oubre took 14. Oubre had seven boards, two blocks and a steal. Um, but, yeah, good news for people who took a flyer on Levert, even with the new uh, team around him. Uh, Ken, how do you feel about Brooklyn overall? I think they're going to be my evil empire uh, for a few reasons. Uh, first of all, you got to be a good team to be hated. They're really, really good. You need an annoying cheer like Penn State has that lion noise they make over and over that sounds like a flushing toilet well they've got that brooklyn chant that's pretty darn annoying Kyrie, so easy to hate and you know with katie's terrible interviews i'm starting to really hate katie too way well, blew off chuck <laughs> last night i wasn't too crazy about that i'm glad turner made fun of him for it so uh 
Yeah, I think they're going to be my evil empire. I think they're the, going to be my most hated team easily this year. Yeah, from a fantasy perspective, obviously this is about the best case scenario for yeah, Katie like, and Kyrie. But yeah, I like Levert. Like I like your point though. Levert coming off the bench, let him lead the second squad. I don't, you know, you want catch and shoot guys. <clears throat> Dinwiddie's a better catch and shoot guy than Levert uh, with Kyrie and KD. Uh, yeah, so sorry. Fantasy wise, no, the Nets I, bench uh, looks great with Levert. No, they're they're definitely a team that will be annoying. I mean, I'm a Bucks fan. I'm gonna hate Brooklyn as much as as any other as any other team in the league, right? Uh, how good they look. Um, you know, I mean, it's, I want to be able to cheer for KD, right? You know, coming off the Achilles, um, not super easy because I don't like him going to Golden State, but. Right. Um, yeah, I'm not rooting for KD. Boo-hoo. Uh, last night. Oh, go ahead, Shannon. As I say, yeah, I mean, with what I'm, I'm interested in with this is, one, if you landed Levert, you're probably pretty happy because you got him at discount in your draft. You know, even as the sixth man, it was extremely encouraging to see the way he was deployed. Uh, I think his usage is going to be high enough um, leading that second unit. Uh, yeah. You know, Din- Dinwiddie, he, he, he got he, nine, five and four in 20 minutes is a pretty good line. And you can, you know, you can chalk up the 20 minutes and limited play time, playing time to the fact that it was a blowout. And, and I mean, it, almost immediately a blowout as well. Um you know, but with with Jared Allen and DeAndre Jordan, that's one that I want to see how it plays out. I avoided both in drafts like the plague. I I think there's a chance both will have decent like 12 team value uh, just because they're both guys who can approach a double double, even if they're only playing 22, 23 minutes per game each. Um, either one can do that. You know, they got 17 and 20 minutes last night. Uh, but again, it's tough. It's tough to gauge and they're, come up with something concrete based off the blowout. They're a hair more valuable in leagues where uh, you've got daily transactions because you know they're going to load manage Kyrie and KD somewhat, and so sure. you know those are going to be big nights for those two. Obviously DFS as well. Guys, do you see anyone on this Golden State bench that has 12 or even 14 team league value? Oh, boy. It's pretty rough. I mean, Pascal didn't look particularly good no. uh, last night. And, like, I just don't think you're going to get steady contributions out of anybody. Like, everybody on their bench, the only person who took more than four shots was Marquise Chris. Uh, he took 10. So, like, maybe, you know, maybe Marquise Chris. But, again, he also only played 12 minutes. Um and, you know, I'd like to think that Kent Bazemore can have kind of a bounce back year, but I've been saying that for like three years. So <laughs> I, I don't I don't really trust anybody on this bench, honestly. Yeah, it's pretty Under tough. Off. It's pretty, pretty tough there. Uh, I mean, even after Draymond gets back, you know, he's going to he's going to supplant Pascal in the, in the starting lineup. So that moves Pascal more to a backup big man role, which means less minutes for Chris, less minutes for Looney. Ah, I am not, I am not too optimistic about anyone from their bench bench unit really having like twelve team val, uh, twelve team league value. I, I I'll predict this on back. Uh, I mean, on the Warrior side, I predict a Wiseman Green public blow up some point this season. Some point Wiseman's not going to make a pass, and Green's going to be angry about it because they're and, he, and Green a little volatile. 
I mean, I, that I think no fantasy bearing. So my apologies. The over <laughs> the over under on that that scenario occurring. It's not just once. I mean, it's like two dozen, you know, or once a game. Like it's going to happen <laughs> on a pretty regular basis. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, Gentlemen, we, should we head out west? Should we yeah. head to uh, La La Land, where the Lakers and Clippers uh, once again faced each other? Seems like they're constantly playing each other. Um, Clippers win uh, somewhat handily, 116-109. Of course, it was ring ceremony night for the Lakers. Is it me, or does the team receiving rings always lose that game? They got off to a pretty slow start. Yeah. Uh, yeah, first quarter uh, would have been good to, to definitely bet the Sixers, or the, uh, not the Sixers, the Clippers first quarter spread. But LeBron, <laughs> I, maybe the main story, one of the main stories, LeBron played only 28 minutes. That wasn't pure load management. Uh, he sprained his ankle uh, late in the game, checked out, of the, uh, checked out with eight minutes to go down eight uh, and did not return. But he did post 22, five and five in those 28 minutes. Um at the same time, maybe this is a slight load management situation. My guess is he probably could have come back into the game. But first game of the year, he's only had like a 72-game offseason, a uh, day offseason, I should say. I'm, I'm if not anyone's sure earned a break, that. if anyone has earned a break, LeBron right. James. <laughs> uh, Paul George. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, Paul George uh, went for 33 points, six rebounds, three assists, one steal. Basically a redemption game for him. Uh, Shannon, I would say it's nice to see him play 36 minutes because he was playing like 29 minutes a game last year under Doc Rivers. Yeah, absolutely great to see that. The you know if Paul George was pretty good discount in drafts this year, uh, you know assuming he was going to bounce back first game, good sign that that's going to happen. Uh, nothing to worry about with Kawhi. It's as as you'd expected. I mean the kind of one of the, some of the interesting stuff for me is you know Nicholas Batum playing 28 minutes, starting playing 28 minutes. Uh, Serge Ibaka, he only played 21 minutes, but he started. Uh, that that's the couple interesting takeaways for me. I mean, I, you know, you know, Lou Williams is coming off the bench. That's what he always does. That's fine. But having having Batum, if he's Le- locked leading in, leading in assists, leading yeah. him in assists last night. I, I mean, it not not in like 10 or 12 team leagues necessarily, but if he's playing 28 to 30 minutes per game, he's going to have some relevance in deeper leagues. Uh, Ibaka. Who again? I I mean I you got Zubach there. I, I didn't know how they're going to deploy Abaka. He's 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 been accustomed to t- coming off the bench uh, in his various roles in Toronto the past couple of years. So I was I was worried and hesitant to draft Abaka, but I'm feeling better even though it was only 21 minutes in the first game. I'm feeling better about owning him now. Uh, I think it, they're doing I think they're doing Zubach a nice favor, letting him come off the bench. Poor guy was a little overwhelmed starting for them. Yeah. Last year, always facing the number one center. Uh, Zubac, at his young age, uh, seems like way better situation him coming off the bench. And I could see him, as he did last night, playing more minutes than Ibaka. Now, what about, uh, let me ask you guys this. So, Luke Kennard, popular late-round target. Um, that new contract. New contract, so they obviously believe in him. Uh, but he came off the bench, played 21 minutes, was hesitant to shoot the ball in the first game. Uh, I I feel like if you're in a deep enough league to have drafted Luke Kennard, you're probably in a deep enough league to be patient. But uh, like a 12-team league, if I snagged him with one of my last picks, I'm probably out there looking for a replacement. Um, you know, he, he only played 21 minutes. 
he, you know, it's possible he'll eventually make his way into the starting lineup over a Nicholas Batum. Uh, but right now, I'm probably out there fishing for a better free agent to, to take that roster spot. Certainly for the next month, anyway. It's gonna. I mean, you, you have to give him time to learn the te- new team's new offense. Um, I mean, I guess Batum's in that same situation. But yeah, odd to see Kennard not get that many minutes and only six shots is worrisome. What about you, Alex? I, I'm pretty sure you have Kennard on at least a couple of rosters, right? I have Kennard on no rosters. Uh, the only way he was getting on one of my rosters is if he was going to be on Detroit again uh, and <laughs> the team was going to be bad again. Because I think his, he only has fantasy value if he's uh, you know a lead guy or a, a second gunner. guy on a bad team. Yeah, I don't think he'll be taking like eight shots a game for this Clippers team. He'll luck his way into four assists and four rebounds some games, but I'm I'm pretty low on him this year. I think I think them signing him is more of a long term. Well, eventually we're going to get rid of Lou Williams, kind of a thing. Um, so I'm not for this year. I I think you can definitely leave him on the waiver wire. Yeah, well, hey, on the on the Lakers side of things, look at this uh, near triple double for Dennis Schroeder. I'm sure some of that was uh, James uh, leaving early with a sprained ankle. But 14 points, 12 boards, eight assists with only one turnover. My goodness. I mean, you heard a lot of belly aching about Rondo leaving, but this looks like an upgrade. It's Schroeder is definitely better than Rondo. Um, yeah, he won't get, he's obviously not going to get 12 rebounds that often, but the eight assist of one turnover is really great to see. Um, good to see that he, you know, he took 15 shots, uh, which is encouraging. Like you said, LeBron left a little early, but. You know, if LeBron's going to load manage as much as we think he is in turn, like he might miss 10 games, 15 games, he might play 28 minutes a game some nights, Schroeder will, should still be able to cook in, in L.A. Yes. And if you have a center on the Lakers, uh, after seeing Marcus Gasol go for 12 minutes and five fouls. Uh, Big burrito. As the starting center, uh, you know, you, thankfully, uh, hopefully you went with Montrez Harrell instead. Uh, he had a big game, 32 minutes, 17 points, 10 rebounds, three assists. Um, you know, obviously he's the center to own um, with the Lakers. Uh, but Schroeder, I, I, I'm just so glad we don't have to deal with Alex Caruso in the starting lineup or, or being like a somewhat <laughs> relevant DFS option anymore. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Gasol is going to play. I mean, it would shock me if he played 20 minutes a night. I think he'll yeah. be in that 15 to 18 range most nights. So I think Harold will still be good for fantasy. Uh, also, Taylor Horton Tucker, who basically lit up the preseason and quickly became everyone's late round flyer, played only 11 minutes and had nine it's fantasy deep points. Deep bench. Uh, resulting in a lot of people dropping him in Yahoo leagues. I saw when I was doing some research, um, you know, I, I thought he might, be gunning for some of Caruso's minutes in certain matchups, maybe some Markeith Morris minutes. But right now I think it's going to be, it's going to be tough for him. I think he's a hold. If you're in like a, if you're in like a 20 team league or a 16 team league and you are able to hold on to him. Sure. But in a 12 teamer, I would, I'd probably cut bait pretty soon. Yeah. 12, 12 and 14 team leagues. I am most likely cutting bait. Uh, I just I don't see the opportunity being there unless we have like a KCP injury of some sort 
And even then, they have Wes Matthews. And they got a great bench. They have a great bench. That's they have a be good, just tough to crack minutes. They have a good bench. Yeah, benches was a weakness last year. Definitely better this year. Um, you know, we, but even if KCP got was injured and had a long term absence, uh, Wes Matthews could be the guy. You know, they might they might prefer the defense first option to be to move into the starting lineup. So I'm not. I'm not a believer in Horton Tucker being able to carve out any kind of fantasy role this year. I also think Wes Matthews too old to be rocking that hairstyle. I think he needs to go to Jared Dudley's barber. Get that Ken, Ken, he's like he's like 19 years younger than you. <laughs> well, I'm sure not going to rock that. Uh, I wish you he's would. He's 34. I That's wish pretty you old would. by NBA. <laughs> I'm letting it go longer. You can't see it with the festive holiday hat. Alex, tell us about our friends at BetMGM. I will do that. Uh, sports fighters know that magic happens when you turn a hunch into action and apply the right amount of expertise. That's why BetMGM has teamed up with RotoWire to offer new BetMGM customers a free six-month RotoWire subscription when they place their first bet. Register on the BetMGM app or website and use the promo code ROTO, that's R-O-T-O, to claim your free subscription. Once you make your first sports wager, you'll receive a season's length of RotoWire's unmatched sports insights. Find out why BetMGM is the king of sports books by signing up and placing your first bet today. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Nevada, Tennessee, and West Virginia only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado and Nevada and 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey and West Virginia. In Tennessee, call or text the red line at 800-889-9789. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. So our main topic today Early waiver wire targets, uh, obviously extremely early. We haven't seen the bulk of teams play, but essentially these are guys we thought went underdrafted. Um, Shannon, uh, do you want to start us out? Yeah, yeah. I've been I've been practicing this name, Denny. I, I've been I've oh man, I blew it already. Uh, the Wizards rookie. <laughs> Come on, help me out, Alex. Help me. Avdia. Avdia. I can't. My mouth does not want to say that 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 <laughs> name. All right, Denny Abdia. He is. You've got Rua Hachimura is out for three, three weeks. weeks with pink eye. Who knew that that was going to sideline Rua for for three whole weeks? But uh, that that's opened up the door. I you know for the Wizards three and four positions really. Um, you've got you've got you've got Denny Abdia. You've got uh, Bertans. You've got even Mo Wagner. Mo Wagner in, in, in the deeper <laughs> leagues. So I, I, I'm looking at the Wizards front court and I see some options there with Rua out. Yeah, they have um, Avdia will be a good option. He looks pretty NBA ready in the preseason in terms of he's just a smart player, can pass, can shoot, can rebound a little bit. Um, and Troy Brown's also an option there. Yes. Uh, also an easier name to pronounce. <laughs> um, I, personally, Obvious I like Wagner. Obdio's game might fit a little better with this backcourt as well. Um, in that, he's a little better passer than Hachimura. Right. 
and obviously Beal and Westbrook want plenty of the ball. Uh, so we'll see. He's well, uh, available in 65% of leagues, so there's plenty of places you can grab him. Yeah, and, and Avdia, he, he, he was already pr- pretty much locked in as a starting three for the Wizards, uh, but it's just the fact that now Bertans is going to get, he won't, Bertans won't see minutes at the three. You know, with Rua playing the four, Bertans will be primarily de- deployed as the four now. So it, it just opens up more overall minutes for guys like Avdia and Troy Brown and Wagner. Now, uh, you gentlemen both are high on a center out of Detroit, who's 85% available in leagues. You want to dive into the, to uh, Mr. Plumley? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll jump in first. It's it's criminal that Mason Plumley is available <laughs> at 85% of Yahoo leagues. Absolutely criminal. This guy is going to play. Yeah, you know, he's locked into like 28, 30 minutes, possibly more. He's going to be a walking double-double this year. He really refined his passing skills with Denver uh, the past couple seasons. Uh, you know, flashing Jokic-type passes at times in his limited minutes off the bench. Like, for real, that's not, that's not even an exaggeration. He is he's a very good passing big man. Uh, you know, if he gets 28, 30 minutes, I could easily see him going off for like 9-7 with 3.5 assists. Yeah, he also gets block shots. I, I love him. Do you see them? Uh, what kind of minutes do you see them giving Oka for? Uh, possibly, I would say 18 to 20 would be my guess. Um, but that that might be a little bit too generous. Uh, we have Oka for projected for how many minutes? I think we're right in that 18 to 20 range. Up now. Um, 14. 14. 14, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. It, it's, I mean, let, let's not pretend we all know the minute situation in Detroit right now. That's a major roster in flux. Yes. I remember, remember the old days when sometimes Blake Griffin qualified at center? I don't Which could, see that, it, it, that could happen, too. I mean, you, you have Sekou Dembuya who, who might get minutes. Uh, it's kind of it, it remain. It's to be determined how this somebody needs a rebound. Yes, someone needs a re- rebound. And Blake Griffin uh, in recent years, hasn't done that. Uh, he's not. He's not the springy Blake Griffin uh, of uh, his early seasons when he was grabbing 10, 11, 12 boards per game. Uh, he averaged last season 4.7 rebounds. Uh, it was a respectable 7.5 the year before. Uh, he'll probably return to that that seven range uh, now that he's healthy. Um, but yeah. Plumlee's not the greatest rebounding big man, but giving the the other roster fit around him, he's going to be asked to rebound more. So I won't be surprised to see him pull down a career high in that category. Alex, did you want to add anything about Mr. Plumley? Mason Plumley, we should say, not his brother. <laughs> not Marshall Plumley either. I think, uh, yeah, he, he's he should be. He, I think he should be picked up in most twelve teamers and definitely fourteen team leagues because. Again, we've seen him before. When he can get close to 30 minutes, he will have fantasy relevance. That's, he, he, he's just put up those types of numbers. The, the only bugaboo, pretty bad free throw shooter. So if that's already an issue for your squad and you don't want to tank it, um, he's not gonna, he's going to hurt that. He's not going to help. I'm going to stay in Detroit, gentlemen, because uh, as mentioned before, I think there's plenty of influx minutes. Uh, I was a little surprised to see DeLon Wright's available in over half of leagues. He's their starting shooting guard, and he's going to – Play some point as well. Someone's got to score in this rotation, especially this backcourt. I don't see Killian Hayes being ball dominant. 
Doesn't DeLon Wright, as uh, one of the few adults in the room on this team, seem like he's got a lot of upside? The upside's there. The upside's there. You know, I think he's in a much better position this year um, than he was last year. Yeah, last year in Dallas, people were projecting a breakout, which just didn't happen. Um, You know, Luka obviously took that next step uh, last season, and and that kind of, yeah, threw a wrench into plans for for people who are drafting right. I am am a – I do believe we'll see the best production out of right – you know, career best production out of him. I don't necessarily believe he's going to go off. Um, you know, at best, I see the levels we saw in Memphis a couple of years okay. ago. You know, you, the last 20 or for 26 appearances with at Memphis, he averaged he 31, was, 31 yeah. minutes, 12 points, five rebounds, five assists, 1.6 steals. Uh, but he doesn't really, he doesn't hit threes. The shooting percentage isn't great. Um, but 12, five and five to me, that's like that. That's his max. I, and I the don't steals. think the steals are nice. The steals, the steals are, nice. are nice. 12, five, five plays and, you know, 10 team, 12 team leagues that plays. But that to me, that's his ceiling uh, is that type of value. Got it. All right, Alex, give us one of your sleepers, sir. Uh, Maxi Kleber, uh, I think Maximilian. Uh, he, he just I understand he has a he has a low ceiling, right? Because we've seen yeah. he's like Porzingis. the poster boy for low ceiling. But yeah, yeah, we've we've seen Porzingis miss time before. And Kleber steps up. He plays well. Um, and we know Porzingis is going to miss at least a month, maybe close to a month and a half. And I assume he's going to miss time throughout the year, back-to-backs, stuff like that. So I think especially if you're in a 14-teamer, grab Kleber. Uh, he's a good source of blocks and threes. And even if you're in a 12-team league, um, depending on how he qualifies, if he qualifies at both power forward and center, that helps too, multi-position. But, I mean, we have him – We have him in eight cat leagues uh, projected as basically, you know, right at rank 100. Um, and that's a guy you can just basically keep on your bench and, and use when you need him. Game counts high. Yeah. I feel like we've been looking at Kleber and Powell on free agent wires for about 20 years right now. At least. At least that long. <laughs> I was, Shannon, I you was, got a name for us. Yeah. Yeah. You, I want to say first with Kleber, I do. I like him as well. But if you're if you're rostering a you know a, a top 120 big man already, a guy who, who's ranked top 120, I don't think moving to Cleaver's the, the answer. Uh, but if you have a guy like Marcus Gasol, if you draft him because of name recognition, absolutely make that switch. Even a guy like Zubac, you know, now that we know Ibaka's starting, I would rather have Cleaver Cleaver over Zubac the rest of the way. Um, but that's yeah, that's that's that that swap right there is almost a toss up. Um, Another guy I like a lot who is getting massively picked up in Yahoo leagues right now is Baisley with OKC. Uh, that's Darius Baisley. He's going to be the starting power forward for the Thunder, and even if for some reason doesn't start, uh, he's going to get tons of minutes. Uh, they just I don't think he have qualifies as center in some leagues. He's center some on league, CBS. I was he, shocked to see that. Yeah, Yahoo, he's small forward, power forward, ESPN, I believe he's forward center, uh, same for CBS. So yeah. it's it, he has some good, interesting position eligibility. Um, if you look at his game log from last season, he, he blew up a couple times when, giving, when given exp, expanded run. Um, I mean, he had, he had a three-game stretch in August even um, where – where he had basically averaged like 21 and, and nine. Um, I, I like him. 
I like him a lot. I, I'm excited to see what he does. He's forgotten about in most drafts. We because did of that, it. Uh, New Balance internship. Was he the <laughs> yes. guy? I, I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, but he, he, if you look at a lot of a lot of these uh, platforms, uh, we did a we did a, uh, a salary cap league on on ESPN yesterday, and he was basically ranked as like a zero dollar player. Um, and so far down the rankings, I think it was like 250 or something absurd that he, he, he didn't come into play until the end game. Meanwhile, on other platforms, I see him locked in as like a top 80 option. Uh, so if you're in a Yahoo or ESPN league where he wasn't ranked appropriately for the pre-draft rankings, uh, there's a good chance he's available on your waiver wire and you should absolutely snag him. Uh, he, he's a, to me, he's a lock to be a top 100 player this year. Ton of shots and minutes available for the Thunder. He did indeed internship with New Balance when he decided to skip college and skip G League. Um, Alex, where do you stand on Baisley or any of the other uh, Thunder uh, no names? Well, you're right. Someone has to score for this team. Uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander is not a selfish player, so I don't really expect him to take 25 shots a game or something, you know, Westbrook esque. Um, Horford, again, is not a high shot volume guy. Right. Uh, we don't even know where Trevor Reza is last time I checked. Um, <laughs> you know, he's, a, he's I actually, actually like Trevor Reza if he's going to play for them. But if, yeah, basically, yeah. Basically, fine. Um, you don't see Diallo as, chucking a bunch of a, a shot attempts? I just, none of these guys are shooters. I mean, the, Sam Presti's entire like draft strategy has been we'll get long athletic wings who we know can play defense right. and then we'll fix their shots later. Yeah. But it's debatable. Yeah. Whether right. they're going to fix them, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm I'm probably not as high as uh, on Basley as other people, but you should he should be rostered. I'll put it that way. Um, I feel like I feel like OKC and Detroit box scores are required reading. Uh, that should be the first box score you check every morning because that's where their most volatility is going to be. Yeah, and sure. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about OKC a little bit more when we get to uh, the DFS section, but. Uh, uh, another guy I want to hit on quick, Shake Milton uh, for the uh, 76ers. I, you know, the 76ers don't have a great bench. Uh, it's it's relatively thin. You know, it's it's Milton, it's Thibel, it's Tyrese Maxey, Dwight Howard. So I think Milton's going to play. And he's kind of a good change of pace for the 76ers uh, when they want a smaller guard ball handler, when they can take advantage of those situations. He's a good three-point shooter. I think he'll play a decent amount. I'm not saying 30 minutes but 26 to 30 maybe. And if Ben Simmons misses any time, obviously Milton is going to take on an insane amount of usage because they really have no other ball handling options. And the play got some playoff starts with them when Simmons was out. It seemed right. like Milton was the de facto Simmons replacement. Uh, who, do you, who else do you have, Ken? I'm going to stick to the point guards, and this is more short term, but uh, I'm surprised Jeff Teak's still available in 45% of leagues. Uh haven't heard great news yet on Kemba Walker and his knee. Teague's going to start for at least two weeks, maybe three or four. Look, is Jeff Teague young, upcoming with a high ceiling? No, but uh, he's going to do his best to fill in short term in that Kemba role. I think the assists are going to be there. And I'm not saying you hold on to him come February, but uh, I like his upside a lot uh, for these three, four weeks. And uh, he's awfully darn cheap on DFS as well. 
I'm with you on Teague for sure. There's no reason. I was getting him in like the I think I got him in the 17th round of NFBKC or something like that. Just like ridiculous value, I, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. Available in 45 percent of leagues, so almost half of leagues go grab Teague for a nice four week run. Yeah, everyone thinks he he he's washed, but you know, per 36 last season, still was at uh, six 15.8, 3.5, 7.6 with 1.1 steals and 1.1 threes. He's not going to play 36 minutes uh, with with Kemba out, but if he's getting 30, 32 minutes, uh, this is still a 12 point, you know, six seven assist guy who you can easily plug into your lineup for a few weeks. And frankly, with Brown and Tatum on this squad, he's going to get some open looks. Shannon, do you have anybody else for us, or should we just rapid fire these last guys that I I have and Ken has? One guy I'm keeping an eye on, um, you know, not not necessarily moving unless I'm in 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 an extremely deep league, but Emmanuel quickly with the Knicks, um, widely unowned, uh, definitely unowned, and, and the vast majority of, of leagues in. Uh, for Yahoo and ESPN, um, you know he's a rookie rookie point guard for the Knicks out of Kentucky. Um, had some good showings in the preseason. I don't feel like the Knicks are are you know completely locked in to Alfred Payton as their long term point guard. So if quickly can can carve, I feel like quickly will have the opportunity to carve out a role. Don't know if it'll happen immediately. Uh, but he's worth keeping an eye on. And if you see those minutes start to creep up, um, I think he'll be be a really good value for like 12 team leagues uh, as a as a pickup four or five weeks into the season. I'm with you on that. Looks good during the preseason. Definitely a guy they should try to feature. Um, well, we have yet to see what Tom Thibodeau will do. Again, this is a situation with the Knicks where it's like they have too many people at one position. Last season, it was power forward. This season, it's guard. You know, they have not only do they have Peyton there, Austin Rivers, Frank Nilakina, I think they want to try to get something out. Don't forget Dennis Smith Jr. is still on this team. Still employed. Reggie Bullock, <laughs> RJ Barrett's best as a two. Um, it's just it's it's too much. So I, I agree with you overall, but you're gonna have to have some, I think, real patience if you pick him up. Um, which is okay this early in the year. You're probably not dealing with that many injuries on your team, so you can afford yeah. to be patient. Just add just add him to your watch list for now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, while we're on the Knicks, when does Obi Toppin start for Thibodeau in New York? It's tough. I, you know, yeah. like, like like Alex said, uh, Barrett's probably best fit as a two. Um, so if you have Barrett at two, Toppin's basically got to got to prove that he can play the three. I feel like to 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 carve out a starting role, and I don't know that he has that in him. Um, you know, he I don't Six I don't feel like a he big did. three. Six, Six nine. foot nine's big for three. It is a big three. Um, I think he's got the athleticism to pull it off. I don't think he has the shooting to pull it off. Um, you know, he he improved his three point shot uh, his, his final year in college, but he still was only knocking down one three pointer uh, per game on thirty nine percent shooting. And a college three is a lot different than an NBA three. So <laughs> I I am hesitant to to anoint him. Uh, capable of starting anytime soon because i really feel like he needs he needs a uh he needs a randall injury or the ability to play the three well and do you think the knicks have any chance of moving randall come the trade deadline it's a big contract he's sitting on yeah there's always a chance we've seen so many 
so many garbage contracts and gigantic contracts get moved the last few years that uh, I, th- I think there's always a chance. Two years, about $40 million left, in, left on his deal, on, on Randall's deal. Uh, I'm going to throw two names out quickly. We don't need to dive into it. Jay Crowder, always available on the waiver wire, standard leagues. He's, I still think he's going to be the starting power forward for your Phoenix Suns. Especially if you, uh, a good option if you need help in threes and steals. And then uh, we already discussed Rui Hachimura. Got that odd pink eye. Uh, probably going to get dropped in a ton of leagues. Available in 40% now. Uh, we don't really know how that's, things are going to shake out in Washington. Other than, especially in the front court. Uh, they got a lot invested in Rui. So I think he's going to get big minutes when he comes back. Yeah, I'm with you on those. Uh, I have Gary Harris and Thomas Zagoranski as my last two guys. Harris, uh, we've seen him be, he, his, for his career, his best fantasy rank was 39. Uh, I don't expect that to happen again, but the Nuggets aren't particularly deep this season. They're a little deeper at guard. You know, uh, they picked Morris up. Morris re-signed. Monte Morris and the the guy they brought from overseas. I think it's Compazzo is his name. Yes. But if Gary Harris can stay healthy, he'll definitely be worth, you know, uh, picking up on the waiver wire. And Zagoransky, last season ranked 103rd per game. I don't really see a reason why he should be much lower than that this year. Uh, maybe closer to 125. Patrick Williams looks pretty solid. Otto Porter's back. But especially a guy, if you're in a 16-team league, you have to have, I think, Zagoransky on your roster. Um and let us know about our friends at Owner's Box before we get into some DFS. Certainly. Hey, NBA fans, Owner's Box is here to reinvent the way you play fantasy sports this season. Owner's Box is not DFS. They are the first ever weekly fantasy sports platform to combine the best elements of daily and season-long fantasy. Owner's Box is a head-to-head, elimination-style format that keeps players engaged through live snake drafts and a new layer of strategy that allows you to become the ultimate fantasy GM. Compete with your opponent over seven days of fierce competition and get paid out weekly. On Owner's Box, users can brand themselves and engage socially on the platform in multiple different ways. Add friends, create custom leagues, and rank up to level. Users are available to draft a new team every single day and participate in different types of contests to help keep the fantasy experience fresh and fun so, you n- so you're never out of the game. To tip off the NBA season, if you sign up for free now, Owner's Box will match your first deposit up to $500. Think you got what it takes to be a weekly fantasy GM? Visit ownersbox.com slash rotowire to claim your bonus and make a name for yourself today. Big right. DFS slate. Uh, I, I had a lineup, and then uh, that is now gone because Sham Sharania of The Athletic has reported that several Houston Rockets, including John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins, and possibly more, are expected to miss tonight's season opener against OKC due to coronavirus <laughs> contact tracing. Oh, James. Uh, this James is club trip. Uh-uh. Yes, after James Hargan video surfaced on social media that James Hargan may or may not have been at an adult entertainment club receiving. Does James gifts. play for the Washington football team? Uh, well, he, I think someone gifted him a suitcase, which was pretty funny in my opinion. Uh, not funny that he was out 
uh, without a mask and basically oh, endangering his teammates yeah. and anyone there. But uh, so keep that in mind. Uh, so aside from that, main injuries to watch for. Harden's questionable technically still. My guess is he'll be out. I'm not quite sure. Uh, Derek White's out. Kevin Love is out. Capella is doubtful. TJ Warren is questionable but expected to play. Hachimura out for three weeks. We touched on that earlier. Norman Powell still questionable. Kevin Porter Jr. out. DJ Augustine was doubtful, is now out. Thad Young out. Uh, And the over-unders that are 230 or higher on the slate, Washington at Philadelphia is 230. Atlanta at Chicago is 232. San Antonio at Memphis, 231 and a half. Dallas at Phoenix, 234. Um, I guess to kick things off first, if if Wall's out, if Cousins is out, if James Harden is out, it is the Christian Wood show yes. against Oklahoma City. Inserting him now. <laughs> He's a 70-point fantasy game waiting to happen for Christian Wood. <laughs> yeah. Wood, Wood was already like the he first was. or second player I plugged into my lineup. You know, 6,400 on FanDuel. Uh, I, I was very surprised by that price for him. Uh, I, I think he is going to be, you know, even, even if all of those guys were, were active, I would be happy to play Christian Wood at 6,400. He's 6,300 mm-hmm. uh, on DraftKings. I, I, I'm all over that price. Uh, we'll have to see, but uh, I'm not sure who else would would you go for. You may bring the ball up. <laughs> Eric Gordon, right? Eric Gordon, yeah, that would be another good one. So that would be. I mean, I would. Those two would both be uh, extremely good plays. And Gordon, uh, my guess is extremely cheap. I'll 45. verify that. Yeah, five thousand five thousand on DraftKings, not great. Forty five hundred. Five hundred on FanDuel. Yeah, that can that can that can work. That can work. Yeah, also important to keep in mind the other side of that matchup uh, with OKC. Obviously, they're not a good team, but if Houston loses all three of those guys that we talked about, they are suddenly not a good team, and the <laughs> that game could quickly get out of hand from a scoring perspective. So, Baisley's worth uh, considering at forty eight hundred. SGA is 8,000. I think that's a fair price for him, uh, but pretty solid overall. Ken, who do you who do you got your eyes on for this uh, for this slate? Well, I like Nerlens Noel at a super cheap 3,900. Uh, Robinson expected to play, but come off the bench. A bit of a game time issue. Uh, so you know, I'm always looking for what's my super bargain rate so I can play stars elsewhere. And uh, I got a part of me that thinks Michael Porter, uh, sorry, that price was on FanDuel. I got a feeling Michael Porter may never be 5,400 again on FanDuel this season. So I want to grab him against a suspect uh, Kings defense. Uh, seems awfully cheap. And then a couple guards, Devontae Graham, 5,700 on FanDuel seems insane against Cleveland and their defensive issues. Uh, we mentioned Jeff Teague earlier. He's going to be a uh, starting point guard for the Celtics, but Graham at 5,700. That seemed like a ripe opportunity for me. Porter Porter Jr. is 60. Michael Porter Jr. is 6,500 on DraftKings. I'm with you, Ken, on FanDuel. That $5,400 tag, price tag is uh, hard for me to not jump on. Uh, he is absolutely in my primary lineup uh, on FanDuel tonight. One, one team I'm looking at, uh, you mentioned Kevin Porter's out. Kevin Love's out. Also out for the Cleveland Cavaliers, Dante Exum, Della Vadova. Uh, 
that's that means they have like no guards. Darius Garland, who Darius Garland, who's super cheap on both FanDuel and DraftKings. Colin Sexton, good price on both sites. Uh, Okoro, those guys are going to get so much run tonight. Um, you know, I I'm not automatically plugging them into my lineups, but uh, I think they all warrant consideration. Okoro on uh, DraftKings in particular. Dra- DraftKings price tonight is really interesting, especially with the rookies. Um, Okoro is, oh, let's see, $3,400 on, on DraftKings tonight. Yeah. There are numerous other rookies like Killian Hayes, who's, who's uh, 3900 um, Other guys who we talked about earlier this episode, Mason Plumley is 3700 uh, on DraftKings. You could get that. You could put a lineup of Luca, James Harden, and Giannis together tonight and actually have like legit other 30 guys who could hit 30 points in all the other spots. And they're all priced under 4,000 because there are so many good discounts. There are so many good value plays tonight. Um, It, I mean, it's going to be hard to pinpoint which ones are the best targets, but uh, I mean, there's even guys like Hassan Whiteside at 3,800. It's an absolutely insane uh, insane field and, and pricing for the for the opening night for most of these teams. You know, um, Alex, you pay a little more attention than I do, but uh, nice to see Okoro draining threes in the preseason. Yeah, that's a that's a big get for him because we already know he's he's a great defender. So if he can start hitting threes with consistency, he will be really good, and he might already be better than Chucky Osmond. So uh, <laughs> I. One of the more fascinating contracts of the past five years, uh, locking him up for a while. A um, couple other guys. I mean, I, I had Andre Drummond in my original lineup um, against Charlotte. Shannon already alluded to the amount of guys that were out. Charlotte doesn't really have interest in playing any centers. This could easily <laughs> be a 25-rebound game for Drummond because Cleveland also can't play offense. Cody Zeller still starting in the NBA. Yes, yes. Oddly, uh, let's. I want to piggyback on your Drummond mention because obviously Larry Nance with Kevin Love out is an obvious play. Uh, I don't think Nance is necessarily discounted enough for me to automatically slot him in my lineups. Instead, I I have been looking at Drummond. Um, Drummond's, you know, if you look at just guys who averaged like 45 or more fantasy points per game last year and their pricing for for the first game of the season, he's the best value. Out of out of players who that that upper tier, you know, first tier or second tier of players, he's the best value out of out of those expensive players. And and there's a good chance, you know, given the injuries, uh, given the matchup and everything else, I I think Drummond's almost a lock to be a top five scorer for tonight. So you know, 50 points, 50 fantasy points. Here we come. Eight thousand dollars on eight thousand dollars on. Both eighty four hundred on FanDuel, eight thousand on DraftKings. He's he's one of the expensive players I like the most. Yeah, and uh, close to his price also. If you want to save a little bit of money, but I think also good value is DeAndre Ayton, who is seventy six hundred against Dallas. Dallas, Dwight Powell and Maxi Kleber are solid defenders, but they're not shut down DeAndre Ayton type defenders. Uh, and this is a game that should kick up and down the court. Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton connection. Should be good. Uh, I also like John Collins with Clint Capella out. That's against Chicago, who I expect to be a god-awful defensive team still. Um, you can put him and Christian Wood in your lineup, and you still got a lot of money to work with. Um, yeah. You got anybody anybody else well, on your list, you know Ken, or does that close Guys, it out? I just want to throw 
been the semi-weekly um, plug for Rotowire's uh, starting lineups page. It's the most popular web page on rotowire.com. It's free. You do not need to be a subscriber to use uh, tonight's starting lineups page. Uh, you know, it's crucial information every year, but in this crazy year, with COVID bouncing players left and right, we've already got breaking news today. It's mandatory reading. So please come join us at rotowire.com and uh, start with stay. Come for the starting lineups. Stay for the fantastic analysis. <laughs> that might have been our best plug ever uh, for a rotowire uh, site piece. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess. More than ever, pay attention to the injury news. Um, this Rockets thing, pay attention to that. Um, throughout the day, the rest of it shouldn't be. There shouldn't be too many other surprises other than, uh, other than that. I hope. Um, but uh, if we're done with DFS, then Ken, it's time for your old man rant. Uh, you know what chuffs my chimney? Me. I am an idiot. I was in, I'm in six fantasy football leagues that I really care about. Last weekend, I was in the semifinals for three of them with some sweet rosters. Great. In all three, I'm sitting at my PC, news breaks that Zeke Elliott's not going to play, and I lickety-split pick up Tony Pollard, and I stick him in all three lineups. But I still got about 30 minutes before kickoff. Ugh. And slowly... On each team, I keep coming up with really stupid reasons not to play Pollard against the 49ers. And I slowly take him out of all three lineups before he blows up for two TDs and roughly 34 fantasy points. I hate myself. I haven't slept all week. I went one and two in those semifinal games last week. Oh, fantasy basketball, take me away! You know if it's a lie or not, if, if Ken you know, is suggesting that he played in any semifinal games in a fantasy <laughs> league, I don't believe that story. Uh, dead true. I'll send you screenshots. <laughs> I was psyched. Oh, man. Okay, mispronounced names. Uh, we had an Obre from Ken uh, instead of Ubre. Pretty similar to Ombre, though. Uh, which maybe Ubre can consider. You know what? I, I didn't even know that was wrong. I've been saying Ubre for years now. <laughs> uh, and then we had the entire Wizards roster uh, needs kind of a name check for sure. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I know. I know. Uh, so thank Go Troy you. Brown. Go Troy Brown. <laughs> Troy Brown's the man. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It's presented by Owner's Box and BetMGM. Ken, take us out of here. Yeah, for our out quote, let's go to Championship Los Angeles, where legend Kobe Bryant, rest in peace, when he heard, uh, a few years ago, when he heard Jimmy Butler was cursing out teammates at practice, Kobe said, quote, I think most of my teams would just call it a Monday, unquote. Attention passengers, this three-car fantasy train wreck has hit the end of the line. <laughs>